Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Mike Fellison. Mike's the Chief Information Officer of Crocs, a role he's held for more than three and a half years. Crocs is a leader in the casual footwear category and builds itself as a brand of the people for the people. During Mike's tenure, the company has grown from roughly a billion in revenue to nearly four billion. I look forward to hearing more about how IT has stayed ahead of this growth, supporting a company that is changing rapidly. I also look forward to understanding how he's managed through acquisitions, geographic expansion, and the like. Prior to his current role, Mike was the Chief Information Officer of David Yurman for nearly three and a half years. Mike, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Peter, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. It's a, it's a great pleasure. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Cisco, and the company's Senior Vice President and General Manager of Global Customer Experience, Thamaya Subaya. As customer expectations evolve, Thamaya wanted to take a moment to share how companies can stay ahead of these shifting expectations and make informed decisions on the future of work. Thamaya, over to you. Hello, everyone. This is Thamaya Subaya, SVP and GM of Global Customer Experience for Cisco. Businesses have had to make a dramatic shift to align to the rise in customer expectations especially in this new hybrid work landscape. Work is a product of people, technology, and places, and our perception of the future of work is constantly being reshaped. Cisco CX helps you make those informed decisions as customer experience continues to evolve, and hybrid work helps you support that evolution. It's here, and it's here to stay. Just search for Cisco CX to learn more. And now on to our broadcast. Well, Mike, let's begin with Crocs. Uh, I'd imagine a lot of uh, uh, folks listening or watching right now would be familiar with the brand, perhaps have a, a, a pair of Crocs somewhere in their house, or maybe on their feet right now. Uh, but for those who are less familiar with the brand, take a moment and to, to, to offer a bit of an overview of it, if you would. Well, as you mentioned, Crocs is a world leader in innovative casual footwear. And our icon is known by everybody. We, we stand out. We are the market leader in the clog category. We also have a diverse offering in footwear and sandals, and that is a growing market for us as well. Recently, we acquired the Hey Dude business, which is also growing leaps and bounds over where it was. So it, all the brands are exceeding expectations, and we have got to be as agile as we can possibly be to stay ahead of this consumer demand. That's really sounds like a very dynamic space to say the least. And as I mentioned, even in the introduction, a lot of change that's happened uh, across your tenure as well. Talk a bit about your role as chief information officer, if you would, Mike. So I am responsible for all of the technology that runs our business from the accounting, warehouse management platforms, everything from, with the exception of the digital team, which is run by our chief digital officer, everything from HR, payroll, accounting, financial order management. So basically everything falls under my purview as well as cybersecurity. Understood. And talk a bit about uh, the role the technology plays in an organization like this. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, the, the iconic products that the organization has are themselves very tactile. You're producing shoes, sandals, right. um, for example. Talk a bit about the role the technology plays in order to bring all that we know to life. Well, it's it's been pretty interesting. I joined in early 2019, and the year before, Crocs was a $1.1 billion business, which was very successful in and of itself and growing at a modest rate. Um, at the, when, once 2019 hit, the after we went into the afterburners, and this business started exploding. We went from 1.1 to 1.2 to 1.4 to 2.3, and then to 2.6 billion. So if you take our 
2019 to 2020 growth, we almost grew a billion dollars. So if I if you take a look at where we were in 18 to, to 2020, it was a different company. The, the business has grown. The product portfolio was enhanced. Our markets and collaborations and our partners were growing. And the business became much more agile. We were growing in, in China. We were growing in the US. We were growing in Europe. And we had to be as agile on the IT side to support that business growth. So the traditional days of IT and managing an ERP system shifted pretty dramatically at that time, coupled with the fact that COVID hit and the shift from working in working in an office to working remote and managing your data became a huge change for us. So over the past couple of years, Crocs has changed in the way that we work, in the product offerings that we have, in the businesses, in the countries where we do business pretty dramatically. And just looking at us as a $1 billion company to now bumping up when you take a look at the Crocs and Hadoop companies together, bumping up against $4 billion, with growth aspirations for the Crocs brand alone to grow to $5 billion by 2026 is pretty astounding. To enable that kind of growth, you really need to focus on agility and not get bogged down in all the different things that typically we, we get concerned with in IT and taking risks along the way. So it's been it's been a, quite a transformation, quite a journey, and just being able to pivot quickly has been incredibly important to us. And talk about some of the, uh, the levers at your disposal to facilitate and bring about that agility that you referenced, Mike. Um, wh- what are some of the practices that you instituted in order to, to breathe life into that vision? So we set a... In 2019, we set a standard of everything that we build we build will be built on a secure foundation. From that, we embrace the cloud as much as possible. And we've moved all of our systems into the cloud. We have nothing on-premise at this point. Then, as, a, as just a practice for the organization, the focus on delivery, the focus on making sure that you understand what the job is and getting it done on time, on budget, And those are things that everybody thinks about, but they're just the fundamentals of running a shop. And whether it's IT, product, finance, meeting your goals on time is pretty much a requirement for running any kind of business. So for us, focusing on security, delivery, and then putting a portion of our jobs on innovation has helped us with the standards on how we move forward. Couple that with, we shifted from a view of everything being in a single ERP to now our state is looking at data as a real asset for us, be it from a reporting perspective and an integration perspective. So when we look at the systems that we're running, we're not building everything into a a single ERP system. We're looking at user experience of finding the best product for the user and the task at hand, and then integrating that into our data lake that helps us with managing everything that we need to deal with. So for instance, when we went through this HeyDude acquisition, we were able to merge them into our overall corporate platforms within a few months. Um, I would say overall, we started reporting within the first 30 days. We migrated all of their infrastructure into ours within 15. And we were closing the books for that first quarter, which was about 40 days away in in our corporate platforms. So leveraging data has been essential for us to be nimble, quick, and and actually help the business grow where appropriate. 
Yeah, very interesting. I appreciate that overview. I wanted to also ask you the scale of your team in an organization that is uh, nearly quadrupled. Has the team also quadrupled? And I, I'm curious also what sorts of new skills have come about as a result of uh, the need to think a little bit differently in an organization that's vastly different from the one you found. I will tell you, I have one amazing group of professionals who work for me. They're all dedicated to Crocs and Hey Dude as brands. Um, they invest a lot of time, but we have not necessarily grown our organization. As a matter of fact, I think it's come down a, a couple headcount. And the way we're able to do that is embracing our vendors, having the vendors as part of your community, considering them as part of your team, including them in quarterly business reviews as opposed to separating yourself, has helped us with scaling up has given us the ability to tap into additional resources when, when needed, because every IT shop, we all bump up against that capacity of what you can deliver based upon who's free, what resources available. By extending my network and leveraging my vendors, I don't necessarily have that limit, same limitation. So my team, the, the Crocs badged employees, they manage the vendors and they do a phenomenal job of it to make sure that we're delivering where appropriate. And now we're in, we're able to run 10, 15, 20 projects that are huge in scale in any given year where back in 18 and 19, we could only manage about four or five. So it was a pretty dramatic shift and it, empowering the team to take that leadership role has facilitated us to make that shift as well. Has it also facilitated international growth? I know, for example, you're growing leaps and bounds in other geographies. Europe, for instance, you shared with me last time we we spoke as well. Um, talk a bit about uh, how that expansion and, and perhaps those very uh, relationships with with external parties have have enabled you to support the growth uh, geographically as well. Well, starting right up front from from a cybersecurity's perspective, embracing a partner to help us with scaling out the business to have eyes 24 seven on our environment was absolutely essential for us to make sure we're protecting our data. When you focus on that data, the integration, the systems, and you think of it as an asset, partnering with somebody who can keep that data protected and your, and your organization and your, your special IP protected becomes pretty important. So having a partner that can actually do that as opposed to hiring a whole team of cybersecurity specialists was this huge shift for us and, and the right one for us to make. Once we had success in that area, then taking a look at things like our management of our ERP systems, management of our warehouse management platforms, and putting them in the hands of professionals who have 24-7 support was pretty, was pretty groundbreaking for us because we tried to do everything internally. Shifting to that extended network and trusting those partners to make sure that our systems are running 24-7, 365 was a huge win for us. Our system availability went up over 10%. Um, our costs, believe it or not, have come down because it costs are not just the system itself, but the people that you employ. And if you have if you have to employ a ton of individuals to manage what you can just extend your um, maintenance agreement with your vendors, you actually end up in a better space. Additionally, it keeps you ahead with up-to-date on the latest security patches, latest patches for your um, innovations and dealing things with like international trade and whatnot. It just becomes so much easier. If you try to do it all internally, you don't necessarily have all the expertise. So leaning on them helps making sure that you guide your direction the right way and make the right decisions for your organization. 
Very interesting. You talked a couple different times in your responses about the Hey Dude acquisition. Sounds like a really fascinating one. Uh, And and as you noted, one that's growing very rapidly unto itself, uh, the vision of it being an equal revenue wise uh, to to Crocs, generally speaking. I know from our past conversations that they they had a very different uh, IT landscape, a minimal infrastructure, uh, you know, smaller kind of uh, uh, ERP and and, and other mm-hmm. kinds of core technology. You mentioned the the integration of that organization, which sounds like it went very successfully. Uh, talk a bit about that process uh, in a bit more depth, if you don't mind, of how you thought about that integration. Obviously, in some ways, perhaps less complicated, in as much as they had not grown up complicated, uh, you know, uh, complex. Uh, infrastructure that you needed to weigh, which was going to win and which was not. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm sure there were still a lot of um, you know complications in terms of thinking how best to weave them into the fa- broader fabric of Crocs. Can you share a bit more about some of the approach there? There's a lot to unpack there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify it as much as possible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm gonna come back to data again. So, with the acquisition, every every business in the wholesale fashion footwear space has to deal with the same kind of customers. We had we had an overlap, very similar product. We had we still make footwear. We have the same PL product lifecycle management systems, and as you start to think about it, the strategic advantage for our company is not the systems on the back end. The strategic advantage for Crocs is the and Hey Dude is our product. It's the innovative way that we bring our footwear, the injection molded comfort, um, with Hey Dude. It's the simplicity. In the upper, the simplicity in the soul, how it comes together, the ability to shift um, and focus on our icons. So we have the clog, we have the Wendy and the Wally, and focusing on them is our strategic advantage. Once we separate that out, then I can come back to the data and the process and booking an order, receiving it, allocating it, shipping it, billing it. That's that's not a strategic advantage for us. So we focused on the data. And then the simplification of the processes to ensure that where appropriate, we consolidate that with the way Crocs runs its business. As such, we have ground, we have a ground rules for how the business is going to run. So we know the answers before we even start. Very interesting. Yeah. I I, I also wanted to ask you. Uh, yours is a business and actually several of the businesses you've been a part of, you have the advantage of being able to be a customer. You know, there's some esoteric business to business organizations where executives aren't themselves buyers of the product. And I wonder if you've had a chance to reflect on that very fact that you have a, a presumably a personal relationship with the products themselves. You are, in, in fact, a customer and can relate uh, in, in uh, therefore more strongly to those, uh, to many others who are also your customers and how that how that reflects into the way in which you think about uh, what you do uh, from an IT perspective to to perhaps make that experience all the better for for ultimately for customers. I will say that's one of the things I love about the Crocs brand and the industry and the the apparel footwear space in general is when we talk about the customer experience, it becomes very tangible to us because we live it. We 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 wear the product. We are consumers, um, and as such. When it comes to enhancing that customer experience, be it shopping on the web or in our brick and mortar stores, I can put myself in my in my own shoes and see what it's like to actually experience what's going on. And then as I as I take a look at every experience that I go through, figure out where to enhance it and where are the opportunities to do things a little bit different, to to raise the bar. And 
we bring that into our town halls, we bring that into our communications, and we're constantly looking for ways to increase consumer engagement, increase that customer experience, and just make it a little bit better every day. That's really great. You've mentioned understandably in a couple of different uh, points of our conversation, the sanctity of data and the importance of it, everything from the integration of, uh, uh, of Hey Dude uh, to important ways in which you've organized your team. Um, as you think about your own uh, evolution and maturing uh, of, of data processes, data strategy within Crocs, can you talk a bit about uh, you know some of the the ways in which that's happened? Whether that's uh, you know the means by which you are gathering data, master data management, uh, you know, sort of an overall sort of philosophy you're developing around data, the talent associated with it. I mean, what have been some of the the key ingredients to ensure that you're getting that right? So. The biggest thing was getting the team right. And there's a lot of technology you can select from. And, and we, we we feel that we've selected the best technology for us. But getting the, the people who understand what the product is, where the systems of record and systems of entry are, and then putting together a governance process around it. So we're clearly all talking about the same thing. Interesting story is when we started putting together our data layer, we had a simple question. To, that we thought we'd kick it off and just try to define what is gross revenue. I think that's a pretty simple, straightforward question. It took us two months to clearly define gross revenue as a metric. So as you, as you go through and start to decompose all of your data elements and where it resides and what system it's in, once you crack that code, then everything else becomes easier. And then centralizing that data into one repository where people report on, which is our data layer, uh, makes everything else so much easier because now we're all talking the same language. And once you're all talking the same language and you're talking about geographies and everybody knows the same breakup of the geography, when you're talking metrics, be it revenue or cost of goods, and everybody has the same definitions, we don't go into meetings anymore where we're butting heads as to your number's wrong, my number's right. That's That's behind us and we get right to the meat of the conversation. Additionally, we're able to make fact-based decisions on where we're going to make our investments, which is incredibly important. With the way that we're growing and, the, and things are scaling, we've, we've talked about different warehouses and different operations opening up and figuring out how to set priorities. Traditionally, it used to be asking the business, what are the priorities and where are we moving for? Now we can actually take a look at what is the revenue opportunity tied to this, tied to this initiative? And that's helping us make decisions as to where we invest our time and resource. Also a great overview. I appreciate you sharing that perspective, Mike. I wanted to ask you, um, as you look to the future, what are some trends that really excite you? Uh, what are some of the things that are beginning to make their way on, on your roadmap that you think are going to have, a, that perhaps will be sort of difference makers for the organization? One of the key ones is machine learning and RPA. Uh, robotic processing, coupling that information together and having systems automatically do things for you um, based on scenarios or metrics or key indicators are things that can really transform the way we work and, and enable the business to move faster. Additionally, in an area where those two technologies are a little more mature is in the cybersecurity space. A simple thing like noticing when somebody has it, when a brute force attack is hitting your organization and being able to shut that down before any of your employees have to get engaged is essential because we can cut it off before anything starts to explode. Taking those same learnings on machine learning and then applying it to what's happening in the supply chain 
and taking actions with customer orders and commitments and and proactive communication measures is something that we're looking at. We're already dipping our toes in the water to see ways that we can employ those technologies. And there's a number of technologies who do it very well. I don't think there's any one solution that we're going to subscribe to wholeheartedly. We're probably going to take a couple of different things and see what works. And you know what? In the end, there's probably not going to be one set of end AI or RPA tools that we stick with. We're probably going to have an assortment of them because they all seem to do different things slightly better than like some are better from the back end, some are better from the user experience side. And based upon the use case, you have to make your decision on that. Staying so stuck in a one solution, and that's all we're going to use as an organization for us would be limiting opening up and saying, we're going to, within reason, obviously, and tolerance and putting some governance around it, opening it up, it up gets everybody engaged. And it's not just tech, the IT department making the decision on what technologies we're going to employ. Then I'm getting ideas from everybody throughout the entire business to find ways to plug in and automate and make their job simpler, which as a result makes this company more efficient. Yeah, very, very interesting points you raised there. I, I wanted to ask you here at the close also, uh, Mike, I, I mentioned uh, in the introduction, you're a chief information officer multiple times over, have been in the, the tech world for quite some time. And I wonder if there are any sort of secrets to your success and your rise within the you know corporate uh, corporate structure to to roles of uh, executive responsibility now multiple times over. Uh, you know, if you were to offer advice to your younger self or maybe to younger members of your team who might wish to to walk in your footsteps to uh, to a chief information officer role or something like it, uh, what are some of the things that have been the as I say the difference makers along the way for you? I really believe that relationships are the most important thing in anybody's success. As I reflect back on my career, there's a, there's a lot of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes to help make your decisions. And when you're looking at things that may be difficult or seem like they're changing or they're irrational decisions, um, try to put yourself in your own shoes and in their shoes and figure out what they're going through. Because then once you look at it from their perspective, you bring different solutions and you have an understanding for what you're trying to solve. A perfect instance for us is, we opened a distribution center in Ohio that we thought was going to service the business through 25. We outgrew that distribution center in one year. And then we opened, an, we opened another facility and we outgrew the two facilities together. And then we expanded it to another, which is opening next month. So we've gone from 525,000 square feet in Ohio to north of 2.2 million in just three years. If I were to look at my um, look at this from a network architecture perspective, my team can start to get frustrated and they can think about it as to why aren't we planning? What's happening? How's, how, how do we not make good decisions up front? But if you have some compassion and look at it from the people in the, the um, distribution and logistics space and, and sit in their seat and think about it from the standpoint of we were 1.1 billion. In two years, we grew to 2.3 billion. And growing to five billion, you start to just shift your context and and think of the think of the way that they're running their business slightly different. And if we're going to get to five billion, what we're running now might even double from here. Well, probably should. So their expanding network is just keeping up with the demand. And these are all good problems to have. But if you don't take the the time to look at it from somebody else's perspective, 
and help them achieve their goals, then you're going to lose as an organization and in, and as an individual in your own career. When you can all get in the boat together and everybody's all rowing in the same direction, you, your corporation wins, your organization wins. And honestly, that's when I enjoy my job the most. Well, a great perspective indeed, Mike. I really appreciate you sharing uh, a bit about your your career path, uh, the exciting journey you've been on uh, at Crocs, the remarkable growth that you've been a part of and helped drive, uh, and some of the methods you're using in order to, to ensure that you and your team stay on top of that growth and ahead of it, in fact. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter.